0: The
1: speed once again,
0: and oh my goodness,
1: that is huge! It's a white flag
0: for the Cuban. Hi everybody and welcome to the Triple Jumpers podcast with me, Marcus Lombard. Today's episode features the American record holder, both indoors and outdoors, the newly crowned American indoor champion, Tori Franklin. Tori has multiple medals from the US Championships most recently she won the indoor championships this year and uh, she's also a 2 times world championships finalist indoors in 2018 and outdoors in 2019. This year she aims to watch the podium at the Tokyo Olympic Games. In this episode we talk about her start to the new year and how it felt to win the US Championships On a new American indoor record that was just a few weeks ago. We also talk about why she made the decision to move to France and start training under the legendary triple jumper Teddy Tamgo, how tough it was to turn pro after college and a lot more. This is a very interesting episode so let's jump into it now get ready for episode number 15 of the triple jumpers podcast with Tori Franklin. Welcome to the Triple Jumper's podcast, Tori Franklin. Hi! (laughs) How are you doing?
1: Very well. Very good. You?
0: I'm good, I'm good. Okay, so you have done a few competitions this indoor season. Are you done now or do you have any more competition planned?
1: I have one more. This weekend I'll be competing at the French National Championships in Lievon, France. Lievon,
0: I think. Okay, and uh, what about your season so far? You last uh, last weekend you did a a very good U.S. Championships by setting a new American record of fourteen sixty four. Uh, could you take us through through that competition?
1: Yeah. Um. Well, I don't know if you saw, but at the beginning when I was warming up, um, I fell during one of my approaches
0: yeah yeah I saw that on Instagram. He mm-hmm. was rough
1: yep I was um coming to the board really fast and I went too high and I just missed the ground and fell it was it was it hurt um so it took me a minute to just to build back up also um with the new training and my and my run still getting used to things um it took me a minute to catch my rhythm to get my bounce back so I think that's kind of why I had a slow start Um, but it was really exciting competition and I I just became more and more focused as as the attempts went on
0: okay and what about that 1464 jump was it was it like a perfect jump or do you think you have more in store
1: no it was not perfect Uh, it was a good jump but not perfect definitely more more to come
0: Okay, and uh, you had a pretty intense fight with Kitora Orji as many times before. What does she mean to you uh, when it comes to competition-wise?
1: Um, she means the same to me as any other competitor means to me. Um, you know, I don't focus too much on on who I'm jumping against. It's more of uh, setting my own goals trying to and just compete like whoever puts out the farthest jump i'm going to come for it doesn't matter who sets it um as far as the u.s goes i guess there is an interesting there's an interesting dynamic um between her and i people have compared it to will clay and christian taylor and it is exciting and i'm glad that we're bringing you know some attention to the women's triple jump and so in that regards um it's cool to have her as a competitor stateside
0: yeah Okay, and as you said before, you have some new training because in this fall you changed coach to the world the record holder for, for the men's triple jump, Teddy Tamgo. Mm-hmm. Uh, how come you started training to, with him and how has it been to, to train with his team?
1: Um, I was looking for a coach that could help me be more technical, um, that was more detail-oriented and Teddy was suggested to me. um, And so while we were in Doha, I sat with him and just talked about what I was looking for, and um, he told me that, you know, if I wanted to come out here to France, then I could. So I took the leap of faith, and I did it. Um, Training has been really good. There are uh, things that are different within my training that... um, think make the difference but most of it i think it's just having someone who's focused on the technique and who is trying to help me be a better mental competitor
0: and what about the training is it does it differ from how you have trained before in in the us Uh, what about the different training um, Mm -hmm. philosophies
1: um i won't say that it's different than every coach in the US because I don't know and I'm pretty sure there are some that do things that are similar but from my coaching um from my previous coaches the lifting is different than what I've done um you know coaching like jump sessions they're jump sessions um they're not that much different than what I've done in the past um so the biggest thing I guess is just the lift that we do, and just his attention to detail. That's different. Not so much what we're doing per se.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it more of anything, or is it pretty much the same schedule on on a uh, weekly basis?
1: Um, on a weekly basis, it's pretty much the same schedule for the most part. It's I mean, some things vary but it's kind of a lot to get into, okay. but yeah. Okay.
0: Um, and you, you've changed uh, coach, uh, a few times before. Is it tricky to, to change uh, coach?
1: Yes. Um, the most difficult part is building a relationship and an understanding with the new coach, um, just understanding how they communicate and making sure they understand how you best learn as an athlete. And that was com- a conversation that, you know, I had to have with Teddy and, and that I had to have with my previous coach Andy and even before my college coach Anita. So, um, I think that's the biggest thing is, is your relationship with that coach. That's the hardest. And then of course, adjusting to the training, but I feel like, at this level, it's not as hard. Well, at least for me, it's not as hard to adjust to a coach's training um, just because I understand my body well and what it needs. So I can just kind of get into it, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And how has it been to to move from, from USA to, to France? I I suppose that is a bigger difference than than changing coach within within the same country, or the same city, or whatever?
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Well, the most stressful part was getting over here in the first place, packing up my whole life in a very short period of time, was very difficult, and having to say goodbye to everyone. Um, But as far as just living in Paris as it is, um, the most difficult part is not having that same support system, I feel like, as I had in the U.S. as far as like friends and family goes and medical and just um, knowing that I have people in every city on every corner that supports me or can help me when I need it. Um, So that's been an adjustment. And then um, obviously there's language barriers, trying to just navigate life on a daily basis. Um, I spoke a little French before I came, but when I came here, it's like almost like I spoke none, but it's improved a lot. So that's also made life easier as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. And, uh, now you continue to work towards the Olympic games this summer. How will you prepare and, and train in order to be at your best, uh, in, in Tokyo? What does, what does the plan look like?
1: Right now, um, so after France Championships, so that'll be the end of my indoor season, and we'll be here um, probably just going back to the basics, getting and conditioning, doing um, um, technique, some technique training. But in February, I mean not February, in April we'll be going to another training camp, which I'm excited about uh, in Florida uh, to train to prepare for our outdoor season so that's exciting and i can't wait for that post april i'm not really sure yet so we'll see
0: okay so it depends on whatever which competition you Mm -hmm. you can do or, or yeah yep. okay so um what about your goals for for this outdoor season what what do you wish to to achieve
1: my goals for this outdoor season are to break the american record again or PR um, it'll be the same and then of course to medal at the Olympics um, stay healthy and yeah
0: yeah because you have the American record outdoor as well on 14 yeah. 84 isn't it correct we are gonna talk about what got you into triple jump and, and your earlier career as well so mm-hmm. to start in a chronological order could you give us a little introduction of yourself and what made you a triple jump athlete?
1: Okay. Well, from a young age, I knew that I wanted to do track and field because at um, we had this thing called field day in the fifth grade where all the kids just like play outside all day. And there was um, maybe like a 70 meter race that I did against all the boys and I beat them. And so I knew, okay, when I get to junior high, I'm going to do track and field. And so I did that. Um, And my freshman year of high school, I was going to start pole vaulting. And I had been practicing for maybe a week, and we hadn't even gotten to really do anything with the pole yet. And the day that we got a pole, the triple jump coach came over and said, Tori, I want you to try triple jump. And I was like, triple what? I don't want to do that. (laughs) <laughs> and so I was so upset, um, but she made me do it, and I've been doing it ever since. Then I went to state all four years in high school, um, and I won. I got second my sophomore year, first my junior year, and second my senior year.
0: When I did my research on, on you, I saw that you ran a few uh, 400 meters as well. Was that something you uh, trained for, or did you just and for, for fun?
1: They trained me in college. Um, I did, well, I, yeah, I read it in high school too. I actually really liked the 400. Um, that was one of my main events. It was the 400 and triple jump. That's what I did in high school and in college as well. I did the 4x1, four 400, 4x4, four four, long and triple. Um, I was trained, but obviously not... Um, Specialized
0: yeah okay so in 2012 you attended to the Michigan State University yep. and uh, during your years there you went from jumping high 12 meters to be consistent at mid thirteen uh, could you take us through your years in Michigan and what led you what led up to to your uh, development there
1: um let's see well I had the coach that I was recruited by um got me to a two-foot PR my freshman year um which I believe was 44 something 44 six I think I'm not sure I can't remember um and then that coach left and I got a new coach my sophomore year who coached me um the rest of my college years and my first professional year um with her i pr'd i think by another foot and a half maybe maybe another foot i can't remember exactly um yes
0: did you did you won any medals at like the ncaa's or something
1: yeah um, my freshman year I got third indoors and I think my highest place outdoors in college was fourth or fifth I can't remember exactly might be fifth okay. and I also got regional athlete of the year for the NCAA oh. um, I had the indoor and outdoor big ten triple jump records for triple jump and the indoor Big Ten record for the um, distance medley relay. It's like the 800, the 400, the mile, and maybe the 200.
0: Okay, okay, yeah.
1: Yep. Mhm. it's a relay.
0: Yeah, yeah. In 2016, you won your first ever medal at the US Championships uh, while you finished uh, second indoors. Uh, describe the feeling of standing on that that podium for the first time
1: that was really exciting that was uh my first year out of college it was a very tough year I was working a lot um and I'd spent a lot of time away from home that year so it was really exciting to feel like I was accomplishing something to feel like my work was paying off in some way um I didn't end up making it into the indoor world championship that was that year Um, but it was still an exciting feeling
0: yeah and after college you changed coach to Andreas Pavlo uh, and that was when you really started to become a real triple jumper Uh, Mm -hmm. first of all what what made you choose uh, Pablo as a coach
1: Um, that was all very serendipitous I just found him on accident really. I was on the flight to the 2016 Olympic Trials and I began talking to the man that I was sitting next to who was actually um, a decathlete in his heyday and I told him that I was looking for a coach and after I said that I was from Chicago he was like, oh I know a coach in Chicago and so we just emailed Andreas and that next year I was training with him. Uh, it just happened to be that way. I didn't you know, know who he was or know anything about him, but the guy I was sitting next to seemed to speak highly of him, so <laughs> I <laughs> went and trained with him.
0: <laughs> what a coincidence! Yep. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you started to work with Pablo, and the year after, in 2017, you won the US uh, indoors for the first time, you broke the 40 meter barrier and mm-hmm. you qualified for your first global championships uh, the world championships in london how did it felt to achieve all these big uh, big achievements during the same season
1: yeah um it was really amazing because that year i was considering quitting i had started looking for quote real jobs um because i had been working at um while well, selling Comcast and Walmart, and then I was a popcorn chef, and then I was making sandwiches at Nando's Peri Peri, and I was just thinking, like, you know, what am I doing? I'm not making any money. Um, like, maybe it's time I just go and start and get a job. And so to see everything turn around so quickly when I was starting to have doubts about what I was pursuing, uh, it's just an amazing feeling, and um, like it was all meant to happen, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. So it was really great.
0: Yeah. And I think that that can be, you know, the most tricky part to athletes who when they leave like college that mm-hmm. isn't really on on the world stage uh, just yet. It okay. can be it can be very tricky, you know, to because you can't have you can't like have a full-time job and you can't you can't make money on on your sport, so but you still mm-hmm. want to want to train and and so
1: Yeah,
0: so that can be tricky
1: very difficult
0: if you presented yourself on the big stage in 2017 2018 was really your breakthrough year I would say uh, Mm because you did a lot of competitions all over the world and you were on the Diamond League Tour for the first time Uh, Mm -hmm. but what really surprised uh, me and I think others as well was when you jumped uh, the American record that's still still standing today, 14.84 in in 2018. Yep. Uh, that meant you had improved your personal best by almost one and a half meter in just two years, which is an amazing uh, improvement. But how did you manage to improve so much during such a short time? If you if you look back on it now.
1: Uh-huh. I think there are a couple small things that make for big changes, especially when you put them all together. Um, One of those being that I changed my diet. um, So I got really lean and really fit and really strong. Um, I started, I became, I call myself a vegetarian. Sometimes I eat meat, sometimes it's a whole conversation, but Mostly vegeta- vegetables and fruits. Um, that's one. Two, I became more mentally mature, I believe, from where I was. And so just the focus and the determination was different. And being even more present uh, at practices and just being more stable mentally overall. And then lastly, um, fixing my run. My run was booty before um and it still needs improvements like but just those small just small things that i fixed just being able to run off the board just a little bit better and bring a little bit more speed um, made such a difference
0: it's like that is the really nice part of the triple jump is that if you just uh, correct one thing or if you just perfect one thing that can make a whole lot differences in in the performances, so mm-hmm. that's really good. Uh, okay, and what about the two thousand eighteen season? You you were on international meet for for the first time, and how was it to to travel the world and and compete uh, at the Diamond League Tour and against the best jumpers in the world?
1: Right, it was crazy wild, cause that was you know my dream that's something i always wanted to do to be able to travel the world you know virtually for free and do what i love i was just mind blown that it was all happening so i was so appreciative like the entire year and um it really was it was eye opening to what i could accomplish and how um how someone can manifest what they truly desire in their life um it was just, it was all so exciting, and made me even more hungry to compete and to get better.
0: Okay, and uh, what about the last season then of 2019? You didn't broke your um, American record, but you made it to the World Championships final, finished on ninth place. What about that season? How how did it go?
1: Um, it wasn't great. I, it started okay, my indoor season, um, I broke the indoor American record in 2019, yeah. um, and so I was expecting to do well to go into the outdoor season as well, um, unfortunately I did get injured, I had a slight meniscus tear on my right knee, um, and so I had to take a good amount of time off, and then I didn't rehab properly. Um, to get back into the shape that I wanted Um, So I never quite Got my bounce back or got as powerful or strong as I wanted or needed to be to compete the way I wanted to at Worlds Um, So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great
0: Okay Hopefully the the 2020 season will will be better
1: most definitely
0: started out good as well Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay and uh, if when I pay attention to your jumps uh, I see that you you do a a little different clap against any other you do a triple clap how come you do that
1: (laughs) so uh, when I was in high school I was on the basketball team and before every game I would listen to Eminem's Lose Yourself and if you listen to the beat in the background it sounds a lot like my triple clap and so that has been the song that I have carried with me through competitions ever since Uh, so that's where that comes from it comes from Lose Yourself by Eminem
0: okay because uh, obviously most people do the single clap, some people do the double clap but I haven't really seen anyone doing the triple clap. If we talk a little bit about your technique, you talked about your uh, your running technique before, but what about your jump technique then? What are your strengths and weaknesses in in the technique that you have?
1: My weaknesses are that I um I'm not patient at the end of my my phases. So like I'm always reaching to like come to the ground instead of waiting for the ground to come to me, and by that uh, that makes me collapse at the end of my phases. Um, so that really slows down my jump and my momentum going into the last phase. But my strengths I think is that I have power and powerful, so I can still like push through those. But um, and I have the speed. To help me like at least have some speed going through the end but me collapsing really it kills my jump and so that's what i'm working on to not uh not reach for the ground so much
0: so that is what you what you work on is it anything anything else that you that you think you need to develop in order to to get better uh, better in the future or that you need to work on
1: Um. Yeah, I guess just my contacts in general, being as quick as I can be uh, coming off the ground.
0: Yeah, okay. In order to train uh, so hard that you do, you need to pay attention to the recovery process between the sessions. You said earlier that you changed your diet, which is very important for the recovery. But are there any other routines or things you pay attention to in order to keep your body healthy and, and ready for training and competitions
1: um, yeah you know just getting drinking a lot of water getting my proper massages um, chiropractor is really important to me because uh, my hips are always like coming out of alignment and going in whatever direction they feel like since I triple jump um, So just getting proper treatment when I need it and knowing also when I need to rest, when I need to be off my feet and just lay in bed all day. So just paying attention to my body is the biggest thing.
0: Okay, and uh, as you said before, you really became more focused on your mindset when when you started to develop. And so is there anything you do to... To, you know get a strong mentality and and to be consistent with with your uh, with your mindset
1: mm-hmm. is there anything I do to help that
0: yeah, yeah. Um, or do you do you practice uh, like mindfulness or whatever something like that
1: yes yes I do so I meditate um, that helps me to organize my thoughts to not uh, think too much about the past or the future, or to worry or anything like that, just to be present. And I think that helps on the runway um, because there are so many distractions, especially when you're at a big meet. You know, there's first your other competitors that are walking around, warming up, doing mean faces. There's the crowd that's yelling and screaming, the announcer that's talking about a million different things, music, Um, It's easy to not be 100% focused when you're out there competing. Um, So practicing mindfulness and meditation off the track definitely helps when I get on the track Mm -hmm. as one thing. And then just building that confidence in yourself and your ability and um, putting 100% trust in your process and in your coach all comes into play when you're at a meet because if you're at a meet and you don't trust what your coach is telling you to adjust or do then it's just all gonna be a mess um, so helping me understanding myself what I need um, being present in the moment all comes into play of being strong on the runway
0: okay and what what kind of mindfulness uh, exercises do you do
1: um, I do a couple so one is just the basic where you just try to silence your mind Um, so just focusing on your breathing Uh, another is uh, I forget what it's called but you pretty it's like loving kindness to yourself so like breathing in positive affirmations and breathing out negative ones so like breathing in love breathing out um, arrogance Breathing in peace, breathing out negativity or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then just like radiating that out into the world, creating, you know, a positive mindset and energy.
0: Uh, I have a few quick questions about you as a private person as well. So what are your interests when you're, when you're not training? What do, you, what do you like to do?
1: Um, So I have a blog. I like to write, um, set out, you know, positive messages and energies. Um, I'm also working on a book right now. Uh, I paint, I go to live music, play music. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What kind of book is it? a,
1: A biography or what is it? No. Okay. So I have two. One is a fictional thriller, which I'm excited about. And the other is a also fiction. It's a coming of age story. Um, It's based on some things that have happened in my life or some things that happened in my friend's life. Um, But it's mostly fiction, just a young woman, you know, navigating the world pretty much kind of um a comedy, kind of a romance, just a bit of everything.
0: Yeah. Okay. And you said you like to listen to live music. What, mm-hmm. what kind of music do you listen to?
1: When I go out and listen to live music, I like to go and listen to, like, jazz concerts and stuff. Um, and that's, yeah. I also like classical music. Sometimes if I could find, like, an orchestra playing somewhere. I would love to go to one of those. Um, but in, in-house, in I listen to my record player. I only have four here in France. And it's Leon Bridges. Um, what's that? I like Ed Sheeran. And I have a... I forget what it's called. I have another. But yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. And um, what is your... Favorite food. What do you like to eat?
1: My favorite food? Well, my absolute favorite food is macaroni and cheese. But I can't eat that all the time. I don't eat pasta like that anymore. Yeah. Um, and I really love pizza. Both, both unhealthy foods. But they're my favorite. But like I said, I don't eat them that much. Mostly just eating fruits. Mangos and blueberries and raspberries and things.
0: Yeah. Okay. So... This one might be a bit tricky. Uh, if you were stranded on an island, which triple jumper would you bring with you?
1: I have to bring a triple jumper. Uh, stranded. Hmm. Okay. Am I stranded like the rest of my life? Do I need to repopulate? Like, do I need a man?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It, it can be like someone you think could okay. help you get out of there, or. Whatever. Got you. I need someone <laughs>
1: savvy. Let's see. Um, I would bring Thea's really fun I'm going to bring I'm going to bring Thea LaFond
0: <laughs> Yeah Dominican Triple Jumper Yes yeah. She is from an island So <laughs> She probably knows
1: <laughs> Yes yeah, Maybe she can help me Navigate it <laughs> Yeah
0: and we also have a few questions from, from our Instagram followers. So, mm-hmm. uh, Mizu Buha wants to know if you think the triple jump yeah. will, be, will be brought back to the Diamond League uh, in the future or next year? or. Uh,
1: um, I think they really messed up taking it out in the first place, especially because it's already proving to be a really poppin' event this year. Um, do I know if they'll put it back in? I have no idea it would be nice for the finances, um, but I don't know. With the way they're acting, I just don't know.
0: Yeah, but, mm-hmm. but uh, it has started out very good uh, this year for the triple jump. I mean, mm-hmm. your teammate Sango, he jumped 1777, and just a few days ago, Rojas broke the mm-hmm. World Indoor record, so right. it would be nice if they brought it back.
1: Right, they clearly messed
0: up. Yeah, and I think it's good, the thing that Christian Taylor does now as well, starting mm-hmm. a an association for, for the athletes, so mm-hmm. hopefully it will be good. Okay, and then Thomas Addison, he wonders if you think any woman will be able to jump 53 feet, that's like 16, 15 or something in meters, Uh 16 meters yeah something like that within the within the next couple of years few years five years or something
1: Mm, 16 is tough i think the world record is definitely getting scared i mean the outdoor world record um is definitely getting scared uh 16 like i said might be tough we'll have to see yeah yeah
0: if uh, if they come up with those uh, you know those shoes that they they have in the marathon like now right now if they do those <laughs> shoes in the triple jump <laughs> everything is possible.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely.
0: <laughs> okay, and then Ali Polishito wants uh, to have your best uh, triple jump drills for if you have any drill like for a beginner or something someone who hasn't triple jumped too much?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think someone who hasn't triple jumped too much, doing anything with too much speed isn't a good idea. So maybe like doing standing triple jump drills, um, alternate bounds are good. Um, other ones like hop, step, step, step are good just to get started with like rhythm and understanding the phases, just breaking them down really.
0: Yeah. Okay. And uh, now the last question, if you could invite a guest to the triple jumpers podcast, who would you like to listen to?
1: Mm -hmm. You should interview. I'm going to put, put my friend out there I'm gonna say you should interview Donald Scott
0: yeah we actually do that
1: oh shoot okay then you should interview um go ahead and interview Katora.
0: yeah I have that as well so okay oh well then okay so uh Thank you very much, Tari, for joining the podcast. It was very nice to talk to you, and I wish you the very best of luck on your road to Tokyo. Thank you for joining.
1: Thank you very much.
0: It was very nice to talk to Tari, and she had a lot of great things to say. I really think uh, she had a lot of great tips when it comes to changing coach and also about the mentality and, and mindfulness part. I will follow her on her road to Tokyo and hopefully she'll do great there. If you have any tips on who I should interview, just hit me up and I will try to make that happen. And thank you so much for listening. I am super happy about the response I get. I'm so glad you like this and I will continue to make make episodes and, and hopefully I will... Be back soon. But until then, have a good time. Bye.
1: Tremendous speed once again. It is- Oh my goodness, that is huge! It's a white flag for the Cuban. <laughs>